Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Ned Reynolds, Mike, the intern, back in the studio on a Monday morning. So Ned didn't have to creep in here this morning because, you know, I uh, talked to him about this before we started. I talked to someone at Coyotes yesterday about, you know, the loss to the Ravens before this game against the Chargers happened. And I said, you know, the thing is with me, I, I do get upset and I do get angry, obviously, but I don't forget the past, you know. There's a lot of people that are wearing red and gold that are, recent fans if you will that aren't used to losing because if you look at the way it's been since coach Andy Reid came into Kansas City we've gotten very used to winning I mean last season we lost one game well two if you count the Super Bowl uh you know that doesn't happen and so for us a lot of people at least there are some of us that are used to it and know that it happens and you just deal with it early in the season it really sucks to look at the AFC West divisional records right now and see where the Chiefs are in comparison to the other teams after yesterday's matchup but there's still plenty of time for that to change number one it's a long season number two the Chiefs were used to Chiefs fans were used to losing back in the 70s and 80s and fans forget that and number three let's talk about the Rolling Stones in St. Louis you want it why not Ned, Ned had a blast up there I just, I'm surprised they didn't bring you up on stage to do uh, brown sugar or start me up. Can you imagine Ned and Mick doing the peacock together on the stage? We're about the same age. I know. <laughs> It'd be great. I don't, I think that, I think that'd be the last day. I think, I, I think that would be the pinnacle of my career. If I could see that on stage, that'd be it. I'd be like, it's never going to go, it's never going to get higher than this. I'm done. <laughs> I have to get in shape to do it, but <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, hey, look, gang, there's a long way. It's 17-game season. Come on. They've lost a couple of games. Are there situations that need to be corrected? Of course there are. First of all, how's Andy Reid doing? The word that we receive is that he's doing okay, probably, and I'm guessing this, probably from the nature of the way things are described, and that's the only way we can go. May have been dehydrated. Yeah, that's it was a hot easy day. To, well, yep. even more than that, he's got a lot of stress in his life. And uh, while he is still young, and in my case, 63 is very young, guys, uh, you don't need to be having that kind of a, a stress level on your body. Uh, and he may have he may have bound to that. That may have been the case. If if that is the case, and I have been dehydrated, it isn't that you're thirsty; it's that you're out of out of water. And you have to have it injected in dextrose and saline, dextrose and uh, whatever the other uh, ingredients they might put in there to in- increase your blood volume. But when your blood electrolytes get out of balance, you don't feel very good at all. And I suspect that may have been what happened to him. But over and above that, he's going to be okay. The Chiefs are going to be okay if they can correct some problems. And the problems, Mike, are on defense. Now, last week we saw that uh, line gashed by a running team. I thought they showed up against the Chargers. Los Angeles is not a running team. Yeah, but I mean, and again, you having without having Chavarius Ward in there was a big deal. And the Chargers used their size on receivers, and that's the that's the problem because Chavarius is probably one of the biggest ones the we got. The Chargers do have a great receiving core and they have a pass-oriented attack and Justin Herbert does a terrific job even though he's a newcomer second year. He is still a very adept quarterback. He was able to fend off any kind of pass rushes that had. I thought the Los Angeles offensive line did a very good job. I do not think Kansas City's offensive line did a good job at all. They still have a work in progress to do. They are new. 
They are talented, but they're not really into the scheme of things yet. And this includes Tooney and Orlando Brown and people like that. They've got to get their game in rhythm. The Chiefs will get better. They play the Philadelphia Eagles next week. <laughs> That's my old boyhood team, but hey, I, I think the Chiefs are going to Philly and win because Philadelphia is not in their caliber. And Philadelphia plays tonight, so they'll have a one day less of rest. That's one thing, you know, normally I would come into the studio on a Monday that you and I would have our teams face each other and I'd be talking all kinds of trash, but after yesterday... I'm a little scared and hesitant to do so, so <laughs> we'll see what happens. Well, when a guy like Justin Herbert, who is a, a very good and very talented athlete. He almost scored 40 points for me. Oregon. Heck, he had 281 yards of passing and four touchdowns, and his offense really clicked. And you're right, they have big and physical receivers. Kansas City does not. They have small, quick receivers. That can be defense. So can the big ones, but you better have the size to go along with it. And Herbert played to it. I mean, all those passes were up. Williams had to stick his hands up, catch it. Keenan Allen's not super big, but he's still bigger than a lot of our DBs. That's the problem. And Jarvis being out there, not being out there was an the Chargers. The Chargers are going to be a factor in the AFC West. Uh, probably the Raiders will be too. The Raiders came away. It is not going to be a cut and dried situation like it has been in the past, but I do think the Chiefs are the better team. Oh, yeah. Well, and also, I mean, we gave them 14 points yesterday. We gave them 14 points. And four tur- turnovers, unacceptable. But again, move on. It's Monday. We got, what, six more days to get ready for the uh, green and white. And you go to Philadelphia to play. Philadelphia will present a circumstance with. Hertz is the quarterback who will be mobile. He's not as mobile as Lamar Jackson, certainly, but certainly more mobile than, than Justin Herbert was. A different style of attack. And anxious to see how Philadelphia plays tonight against the Dallas Cowboys. But the Eagles, they're, they're vulnerable. And Kansas City can beat them in Philadelphia. Kansas City can beat any team. But after Philly... They have the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, another Sunday night game. That's a night game, and Buffalo is tough. They are the real deal, big time. And then you've got the Washington football team. Yeah, but then you got the (laughs) Titans right after that, who is, they're going to be a tough opponent than the Giants. Tennessee Mm. will be tough because they have Derrick Henry, and they have a running attack, and Kansas City has proven to be vulnerable to run. Hopefully by that week, uh, which would be, I guess, week seven, we've got our act together. Yesterday morning, I was uh, packing up the trailer to go over to the tailgate party at Coyotes. Ned was walking into the studio for Ned Talk and talked for a minute, but before he walked off, I go, 15 wins, buddy. 15. There's no, there wasn't a part of me at that point that even considered that this morning I would be looking at you saying, 16 wins, buddy. Oh my God. This is the uh, longest winning streak in the National League. Get this now. The longest streak in 70 years. 1951, that you way, you weren't even thought, your parents weren't even thought of back then. (laughs) Nope. Uh, this old man was around, and that's the year of the miracle New York Giants when they put on a great stretch run and caught the Brooklyn Dodgers and forced the three-game playoff at the end of the season. Remember now, there were only one team went to a World Series back then. And uh, Bobby Thompson won it for the New York Giants in game number three. Prior to that, the Giants had ripped off 16 straight victories, and that was, that's, the Cardinals have tied that mark now. The difference is that there were only... What, uh, 18, would have been 16 teams, 16 teams in Major League Baseball. Now there are 30. So it's a big difference, and there were no playoffs back then. You had the winner going to the World Series. 
this is a different circumstance now. Cardinals have won 16 in a row. They have done it. Uh, yes, they played pretty good baseball. Paul Goldschmidt has been molten hot. I mean, this guy's hitting the cover off the ball, and that's great. That's really propelled them. They've done a great job of doing that. They're getting the key hits in yesterday's game. Cubs had the lead 2-1 in the eighth inning, and Tommy Edmond hits a home run. They tie 2-2. Cardinals get two runs in the ninth inning, 4-2. Cubs come back, have a great chance to tie and win, run themselves right out of it. It's, it's, an, it's almost a perfect storm for the St. Louis Cardinals. Everything is going right. And I wouldn't be at all surprised, Mike. They finish the season at home tomorrow night and the next uh, three games starting tomorrow night against the Brewers and then the Chicago Cubs. I wouldn't be surprised to see them finish undefeated. Regardless, they will be wild card number two and they will go on the road for a one-game playoff. Man, can you imagine uh, going this hard and then at the end you just got one game. That's it. Yeah, but no matter what it, you think do. Think of it in the other way, too. They'll play either the Giants or the Dodgers and both those teams have almost 100 wins this year. Yeah. They're not going to be easy to beat. Um, let's. Uh, what's the record all time straight wins? The record is twenty two, and okay. that was set oh many many years ago. But uh, yeah, the Cardinals still have a way. The Cardinals, if they finish the season undefeated, would tie that record. Wow, unbelievable! And yes, some could say that it was probably magic. I don't know what it is, but. Finally, Joe Boo is in St. Louis. <laughs> uh, so, man, that Ryder Cup uh, going into the uh, the battle on Sunday, the USA had a pretty nice lead, and they didn't really have to do too much to uh, secure yeah, that win. Quite, quite the contrary, Mike, because uh, on that Sunday you have singles matches. There are 12 singles Very matches. True. And a lot of deficits can be overcome and have been in the past. Not Maybe not quite as large as the Europeans faced when they went in. It was 11-5. to 5 going into that, so really all the USA needed was three, yeah, three. victories, yep. and uh, they got that and more. USA is just simply a better team. Had better golfers, and went at 19-9. to nine. They really wanted to get to that 20 point, but they did not do so, but that's merely for egotistical purposes. It is, for the golfing world, a very emotional circumstance, and you saw that. Steve Stricker, the United States team captain, crying at the end. Rory McIlroy, who's Basically, an American head. He plays on the American tour all the time, but he plays for Northern Ireland on the European team. He was broken up at the end because he didn't feel he contributed all that much. He won a match, but should have done a whole lot more, he thought. And uh, these guys take this very seriously and with a lot of passion. And of course, you heard the galleries. They had 45, 50,000 people there screaming, USA, USA. It was a good win by a better team. But for the most part, the USA feels that's going to continue because they are all very young. Yeah, they have a bright, bright future. A lot of really good guys there. Um, you know, I had uh, this conversation with someone over the weekend about um, college towns and how, you know, if you've ever been to Columbia, Lawrence, Manhattan, uh, Fayetteville, when there's a game in town, the whole town shuts down, right? And you just you look around, you see house parties, you see guys tailgating, a bunch of college kids walking around, chicks wearing nothing, everyone's wearing the jerseys, you know. And that's that's what happens in those towns. Well, Springfield for the longest time, even though we have colleges here, it's so spread. It doesn't. There's no centralized. It feels like a college town place. But you know what? This Saturday, when I was driving around and I was all over the place for the first time in a long time. I actually felt like I was in a town that had a college team playing a football game that day and 
Wouldn't you know it? That's exactly what was going on. It actually felt for the first time, and even when I went to college. I'm going to make an analogy here for you, Mike. You just you just called it a few minutes ago when you talked about the Chiefs fans being so upset with two losses because mm-hmm. they're accustomed to winning. Well, the Chiefs, of course, lost back in the 70s and 80s, so when the new winning came about, everybody was excited. Football fans in Missouri, here at Missouri State in Springfield, are accustomed to losing. Now they have a winning team, a winning program that shows a lot, and yes, they are coming together. Is it a college town? It is and it isn't. It It isn't because the level of football is not perceived by the general public. It's one double A of CS. Folks, it's damn good. But it isn't perceived as being that because many of the colleges the teams play are not headline name teams. If the team was to be Division One and playing name teams, I think you would see a college town where everything shut down. Whether or not that's going to happen, who knows. But the fact of the matter remains, Missouri State is a very good football team. How good? Now, South Dakota, that came in here to play Saturday, had a 23-14 lead at halftime. Yes, it was done a little bit by turnovers and by a touchdown return on a kickoff and things like that. But the Bears had to come from behind and win it, and they did. Uh, they made some defensive alterations. Uh, their offense came together. Uh, JC, the one-year quarterback, is a very good player, and the Bears are a very good team. This week, they go on the road to Illinois State. Illinois State is very beatable. They're not, they're not all that good. Uh, Bears go on the road again the following week to play Youngstown State. Youngstown State got beaten by Western Illinois last week. Then the Bears come home for homecoming. Mike Holmes is a grad. Mm-hmm. You better be there for homecoming. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. This old yeah, man's alum- not a grad, and, and I, I'll be there. Well, it, you've, I think they've given you an honorary <laughs> diploma by now. Come on, seriously. But the point is that it'll be a very big afternoon, hoping, and there's a very realistic uh, hope here that the Bears are uh, win, uh, have uh, undefeated in conference play when they go into that Indiana State game, and then you have. Suffers. You've got North Dakota State and North Dakota still to play, Northern Iowa. It's it's a long road to go for Bobby Petrino's team, but they are pretty good. I like this quarterback, man. He seems to be able to make things happen. That's a good hit yeah. on the shoulder. He, he definitely does. Uh, any other college games? I know my, my Wildcats looked a little flat on Saturday night against Oklahoma State, which I thought they'd give them a little bit more of a run for their money. does not make me feel feel good about the Wildcats game against the Sooners on Saturday. some chocolate chips, yeah. as a matter of fact, because I thought they'd beat Oklahoma I really State. thought they did, too, but, man, that game was – they looked flat, flat, flat. OU uh, winning by only a field goal was, at the end of the game. Yeah. And Notre Dame scoring 31 points in the fourth, fourth quarter oh points on, against a good Wisconsin against Badgers very, team. Well, they they were they were on each other all. There was a it was a it was one of those games where you're like you look at the score and you go, God, this is boring. But it's just a defensive, yeah. just a battle. And it's a typical game in which one break will turn yep. things around. And, and Notre Dame got that. There was the luck of the Irish. Is Notre Dame that good? 41-13 over Wisconsin? No, they are not. But. That's the final score. That's the way it'll go down. And the Razorbacks, man, they are now, looking they like are something, baby. You go into a Jerry's World down in Dallas and play Texas A&M, which is a division rival for Arkansas, and that's where they play them every year. And the Razorbacks beat a good Texas A&M they team. They did. Texas A&M may, may have been looking ahead. Because they have Bama coming up. Well, yeah, but you can't look past the Razorbacks. Uh, not this season. Yes, you can. In the past, you can. And that may have happened. But 
Who knows? Because Bama may go in there and run Texas A&M out of the ballpark. Well, damn. Well, Ned, <laughs> you have a wonderful Monday. Let's uh, recuperate. I'll see you tomorrow. Yes, sir.